Hello and welcome to Hello Girls, a brand new podcast about the history of women's underwear, where we believe that underwear is the foundation of everything. I'm Emily Cronin. And I'm Kate Finnegan. We're fashion journalists who love nothing more than digging into a story. This series, the story we're digging into, is the modern woman's underwear drawer, exploring what we're wearing, why we're wearing it, where it came from, and what it all means. Today, we're discussing the great divider, thongs. For some women, it's not about a VPL. It's it's about something deeper. Like, it's about being sexually in control. Why is everybody out on the red carpet showing their bums in their thongs? I mean, is it too reductive to say because they can? People literally audibly gasp when they see the, the thong. For me, a thong is a special occasion or a worst case scenario. Think back, way back, to the early days of 2000, when the dreaded millennium bug turned out to be nothing at all. When the Twin Towers still defined the New York skyline. And Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston tied the knot. And when a song dominated the airwaves, telling the world one thing. Let me see your thong. (laughs) It wasn't just Cisco urging us to get our thongs out back then. By 2000, the entire culture was thong-obsessed. In the noughties, celebs like Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera got into it. They wore low-back dresses that flashed their diamante-encrusted thongs or pulled the side strings of their thongs up over hips exposed by low-rise jeans. Girl bands like All Saints made thongs a signature part of their look. They were wearing them peeking out from the waistbands of their combat trousers. I did that. Did you? Mm-hmm, yeah. I was working on a teenage magazine at the time, so it's kind of the uniform. The alternative to that was wearing your thong rising up over the top of your Juicy Couture velour tracksuit, which was that other noughties wardrobe staple, but I did not do that. I didn't either, but I have friends who did. I remember being 15 and wearing a thong under my Juicy Couture tracksuit and making sure my Juicy Couture tracksuit was pulled down so that my thong was above the tracksuit and I pretended to bend down to put a DVD player in so that all my sister's guy friends would see my thong. That was a voice note from a friend because, Kate, when we started developing Hello Girls and talking to people about our project, we found out pretty quickly that everyone has an underwear story to share, didn't we? Mm-hmm, we certainly did. Even if they don't want to share their names. So we asked friends and contacts to come through with their underwear anecdotes, and they did not disappoint. And, of course, this came into the mainstream in a big way. It wasn't just the Juicy Couture tracksuits. It was the butterfly thongs that became must-have fashion objects. About 17 or 18 years ago, um, I bought this really pretty turquoise tulle thong with um, colored diamante and embroidered butterfly stitched on the back. And... I've never been able to get rid of it. And it just reminds me of a time when I wore low-slung jeans and low-slung cargo trousers and was happy to show off my underpants to people. Oh, I love that anecdote. That's just like a beautiful moment of nostalgia for the 90s. I had them in every colour, probably two in every colour. I was obsessed. I remember them as well that you had to, they had to be hand washed, obviously. The washing machines back then didn't really come with the hand wash system, so you'd have to wash everything by hand. And that was literally, it would be like a ritual for me. I would love, like the same way as like doing my nails before 
Going to the nail salon was like a massive thing. You, I, it would be my little ritual, just like hand washing my um, butterfly thongs. That's really funny. That makes me laugh. The hand washing of the thong ritual. I mean, when you think about what people went through before there was a hand wash setting on washing machines in the dark days. So keep those stories coming in. We want to hear about your underwear successes, disasters and life-changing moments. Tell us on Instagram or email, links in the show notes. Of course, that look garnered a nickname, the whale tail, brought to you by the same people who came up with Trump stamp, probably. Probably. The look was widely derided as trashy or attention-grabbing. But thongs had a more highbrow fashion origin story. By 1997, Tom Ford was a golden god of fashion. Vogue had described his autumn-winter 96 collection as the equivalent of a one-night stand at Studio 54, cementing his reputation as one of the most thrilling designers on the scene. Even if you don't think you know that collection, you probably do. It's the one that included the ruby-red velvet suit Gwyneth Paltrow wore to the MTV VMAs, and re-wore again to a Gucci show in 2021. This was a year after Madonna wore a turquoise silk shirt unbuttoned down to her navel with black satin trousers and a horse bit belt. I mean, I would, that's still one of the best Uh looks ever. Yeah, and I think everybody tried to copy that for like several years afterwards. With with mall clothes. It didn't didn't go off so well from like limited to, but I tried. I think I had a warehouse silk shirt. I mean, fair to say, expectations within the fashion industry could not have been higher for this show. Here's a clip from a video fashion report on the show. Well, there's a huge, huge crowd outside waiting to get into the spring-summer Gucci show. I should think Tom Ford must be feeling quite nervous at the idea when you're at the top, he's won so many prizes, had so many awards in 1996. He must be saying to himself, what can I do that's new that's going to wow them? If you want to watch the whole thing, find the link in our show notes. So what did Ford do? He sent models, one man, one woman, down the runway, wearing a G-string. An interlocking G logo G-string, to be exact. Here's what male model Sasha had to say about his minimal look. It's much like a tea bag, you see. There's a little pad up front, but in the back, you got nothing but a string, baby. That G-string elicited gasps when models wore it on the runway. Now it's a collector's item. There was one on first dibs. I saw the collector's website with an unbelievable asking price. £4,608.40. I love that 40 pence. Sold, by the way. Sold, yeah, with the 40 pence. It wasn't the only one on the resale market either. Apparently, Kim Kardashian bought one too, and she wore it in Miami in 2018. Kate, I'm sure that you'd agree that fashion people tend to overuse the word iconic. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But... Genuinely, this G-string was an iconic piece from the 90s. I think we have to think about Tom Ford at Gucci at that time when he really showed the tongue as a fashion trend. That's Lillian Pache, the award-winning Brazilian fashion journalist and author of the brilliant The Bikini, Made in Brazil. Then you have the trousers went down and then... The tongs went up. I think it was because of Karini Hartfeld, because she was uh, her stylist, and she went to Brazil with Mario Testino. Of course, yeah. They were working together. They were working together for many Brazilian labels and even for magazines and so on. So 
I think it was her idea. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So Karine went over to Brazil with Mario, saw the thong or G-string on the beach, had a whisper in Tom's ear, and lo and behold, <laughs> a major yeah. fashion trend erupted. Karine Reutfeld, of course, is the former French Vogue editor and super stylist who consulted for Tom Ford at Gucci. But let's be clear, Tom Ford may have brought the thong to the runway, but he didn't invent it. We can uh, think about the indigenous, the uh, originary indigenous people from Brazil, because the Portuguese, when they arrived in Brazil, they thought that they were naked. But they were wearing something that for them, they were covered, you know, not in the same style as the Portuguese. So you are dressed, even if you just wear a tongue, you were dressed. What happened to make the thong or the G-string so popular in Brazil? Actually, in the 80s, one or two then to become a designer. They, they start to create this model. And one of them is Cidinho Pereira. His label is Boom Boom, you know, Boom Boom. <laughs> and he kind of invented the tongue as we know nowadays. It was really tiny, really, really tiny. He says that he tried to make it as tiny as he could. So in the 80s, the tongue really exploded as a, as a fashion trend. And why were Brazilian women open to that at that point? What made it desirable or, or glamorous? I feel that at that time we were experiencing this power dressing, the, the this situation where women reached like power positions and were more confident with their bodies. It was before AIDS, so everybody was really like to have sexual experiences and and. Uh, I think women were feeling more powerful. That's why they really want to wear it. And at the same time, it's amazing that in Brazil, women wear the tongs, but they don't do topless. It's a huge taboo in Brazil. Really? Yes. Well, it strikes me that Brazil, of course, is a predominantly Catholic country. And then to wear this super scanty, you know, racy, like, thong bottom in public, it sort of seems like it, like there's a conflict there. Is it that remaining covered on top helps women reconcile that idea of immodesty and modesty? Yes, maybe. It's really a paradox, you know, because you can wear the tiniest bottom, but on top you always have something to cover, even if it's tiny also, but... There is this taboo. While it's true that thongs have always existed in some form, they did go quiet in fashion terms for a while. They became sort of underground underwear. Yeah, there was less outright thong flashing, more talk of thongs as a tool to avoid VPL and clingy fabrics. Yeah, like kind of solution. Solution underwear. solution thongs. Yeah. But then for some women, thongs never went away. They're their preferred choice of underwear. Some people have always worn thongs. I have a friend who recently told me that she's worn a thong every day for the past 20 years, even to go running. 
Mm, well, she's not the only one. Meet Clementina Jackson, fashion journalist who loves a thong. I wear thongs every single day, even sometimes on my period. I take time every morning. I decide which exact colour and design of my thong collection I will be wearing for that day, depending on my mood, what I'm doing. And also I have lucky thongs. Obviously everyone has lucky underwear, but like if I've got a job interview, it's the um, full leopard print for me. Um, (laughs) Because I have such a big selection of them. How many... It's actually quite shocking. I've never counted them, but I like to bring friends round when they haven't seen it before and I'll open my drawer and just be like, rifle through. It's full. Like, it is every single design, I think, that Victoria's Secret have made for the last 10 years is in there. I'm sort of imagining that moment in Cribs when, like, Mariah Carey opens the doors to her wardrobe. Oh, yeah, no. And, and like, <laughs> you opening your thong drawer, like, Look this is it. where the magic happens, baby. <laughs> yeah. I think for days where I like need an extra boost of confidence, I'll wear like the most beautiful ones or like the newest ones. Like when I was in LA last year, I found a shop that had hanky pankies at a discounted rate. So obviously I bought all of them and they're still like special thongs for like days where I like, you know, I've got a job interview or I'm interviewing someone and I'm kind of scared of them. So I'm like, okay, I'll put on my like best thong for the occasion. But because I wear them every single day I think boys who I've been with maybe initially were like oh yeah so sexy and then now they're just like oh yeah it's just another thong the Thursday thong what's the sort of interplay between thongs and sexiness in your mind I definitely think I it was a point of pride for me when I was 18 and switched to the thong and was like oh I'm so sexy I wear thongs every day in my mind I was like always prepared just in case like I just had to shag someone randomly and I was already wearing a thong and they'd just be so impressed and they'd be like, oh my God, you're amazing. That definitely played into it and probably still does. I never throw my thongs away actually either, even if they get holes in them or other things. Oh my God, you've got an archive. I'm like a thong hoarder and they all have memories attached. And there's some that I haven't worn for like five years because I'm like, I don't deserve to wear this at the moment, you know? Wow. What, wear the thong, special. Clementina. I do wear the thong every day. <laughs> there are thongs and then there are thongs, uh-huh. right? And yeah. we spoke to someone who knows the difference between a good thong and a bad thong. Hello, my name is Bella Hull. I'm a stand-up comedian and I talk about my underwear a lot on stage. I was walking on the way over here and I just realised how many strong opinions I have on different types of underwear. And for me, it's always been really linked to like the phase of identity I'm like going through at that point in my life and what that kind of means. I was thinking about a thong and I was thinking that there, there are two different types of thong that I own. There's like the worst case scenario thong and there's the sort of nice clean like high-waisted thick comfortable thong and do you ever like I, I there have been times where I've gotten to the end of my clean underwear and the only thing left is like a scratchy flossy piece of dental equipment that's like low rise and kill me do you know what I mean they are painful and it's just like oh I'm gonna have a bad day today a really bad day you know but like why wear that at like Ladies, we need to go home and like throw yeah. away these. I know desperation these... thongs. Yeah, we need to 
detox the dentals. Yeah, yeah. You need to get rid of that dental wear because it's just, <laughs> it's so bad. And I have a couple of Lululemon thongs, actually. Really? Mm. And they're so stretchy and they like, they make me feel like a fit girl. Yeah. They make me feel like I go to the gym and I'm clean and I'm, they, they don't, because I need a thong to cover the lower part of the abdomen. A low-waisted thong, that's too many things going on. That's too vulnerable for me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you like a thong, a high-cut high thong? High-cut high Describe thong. your ideal thong. So it is quite thick at the front because I need it to cover my vagina. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's why those scratchy thongs, that's where they're awful because they just, every, it's like just not enough mm-hmm. material. So I need enough material and I need it to go high and almost almost reach the belly button. Okay. Like a Jane Fonda, yeah, on the outside yeah. of tight, totally eighties. Yeah. yeah, there'll be a Brazilian word for that, won't there? I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. And I need it to like not. Well, I think the point of a thong is to not show the line in jeans. So it's right? about VPL. Mm, mm-hmm. I think it is about VPL for me. I think for some women, it's not about VPL. It's it's about something deeper. Like, what do you think that is? Like, it's about being sexually in control. Do you know what, what I mean? That's what a thong means. Yeah, it's about like I have friends who will wear a thong every single day, even when they're not well, even if they're under the weather, they're wearing a thong, and I think that that's mental illness. For me, a thong is a special occasion, or a worst case scenario. Guess what? The thong, it's back, and we really should have seen it coming. After the butterfly tops, low-rise jeans, baguette bags, baby tees, shrunken cardigans, and other horsemen of the Y2K-style revival, there's one detail from the decade that still has the ability to shock and surprise, the exposed thong. It started with Hailey Bieber at the 2019 Met Gala, the fashion industry Oscars. The model wore a baby pink, long-sleeved Alexander Wang gown that was demure in the front, party in the back. Its back dipped so low that it exposed a matching G-string with the Wang logo. This unleashed a new wave of thong appreciation. Bieber is still into it. She celebrated New Year's Eve in a strappy black Mugley cutout dress with a built-in whale tail. Dua Lipa also saw in 2023 in a chainmail mini dress with a back low enough to reveal her plain white cotton thong. She's a repeat thong flasher wearing a black lace catsuit over a black bra and thong to a show at Milan Fashion Week in February. And then at Paris Fashion Week, Florence Pugh got involved wearing a sheer thong-exposing skirt to sit front row at the Valentino show. This is Carrie O'Brien, founder of American Intimates brand Commando, whose seamless underwear, including her very popular thongs, is worn underclothes visibly or invisibly every week on red carpets and runways across the world. Commando first started, and of course there were so many celebrities that wore it from the very beginning. I'd be like, hey, can we have a shout out from the celebrity saying she's wearing commando? And it was like considered, it was an unmentionable how, you know, no one wanted to talk about their underwear. Now people are frolicking around in these sheer looks. They did it about 10 years ago. And now it's like skin is in baby. And I started seeing this in New York fashion week too. Um, I'm part of the council of fashion designers of America. And at first they were like, Carrie, we really want the commando uh, um, underwear for our runway looks. Cause I want invisibility. And then a funny thing happened along the way. Then they wanted black high-rise panties to wear underneath it or control shorts. And they wanted it to be completely 
sheer look, but they wanted the underwear underneath it and they wanted to visibly show it. And we see these looks all the time. Emrata at the Oscar party um, just a couple weeks ago um, wore a sheer look with Commando underneath it. I mean, the, one of the most iconic moments for Commando was Rihanna. I mean, she showed up at the um, CFDA Fashion Awards and she won the Fashion Icon Award and she was wearing an Adam Selman see-through sequin dress. I think you guys remember that moment and just a commando thong underneath it. It's not only celebs embracing the visible thong trend. During the recent autumn-winter 2023 fashion shows, G-strings and thongs popped up everywhere from New York to Paris. In London, Nancy Dejaka, a fashion designer who's dressed Zendaya and Emily Ratajkowski, and who actually studied lingerie design, included barely their underwear in her collection. And Ibiza party queen Annie Doble showed a number of little beaded lace dresses with nothing but thongs underneath in her debut ready-to-wear collection. I asked her about it backstage. I mean, isn't it that was the best thing to be a little bit naked? These pieces are great for Ibiza and you're always wearing a bikini bomb anyway, you know? And back at the Gucci show, the first designed without former creative director Alessandro Michele nodded at greatest hits from the Italian superband's past, including, of course, its famous G-string. No wonder Gucci decided to reissue its iconic design from 1997. Last summer, the Italian mega brand released an interlocking G jersey bikini, consisting of a triangle top and, you guessed it, that infamous G-string. Yours for £420, if you can find one. Emily, why do you think this look has come back? Why is everybody out on the red carpet showing their bums in their thongs? I mean, is it too reductive to say because they can? Like, for a long time, we had the trend of the naked dress on on red carpets, where the whole idea was that people were wearing nothing underneath, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still seeing that. Still seeing that. It's definitely still there. But I actually think that the naked dress is responsible for the thong assance. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like in a way, you know, bare-at-all red carpet designs once seemed really shocking, but now they're a little bit more expected, and women have almost— Maybe, this is just a hypothesis, but it may be rediscovered that showing a little wisp of underwear can be more surprising in a good way than maybe having an appearance that they're not wearing any underwear at all. Well, a little bit dressed is more naked than naked, I think. (laughs) Yes. Leaving a Doritos space to the imagination. (laughs) But it also demarcates, doesn't it? So that line, that um, wild tail going up your ass is uh, accentuating how perfect that ass is. Uh, that you've spent 15 hours a day working out and perfecting. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the the thing is, it's something that we're also seeing normal people, and air quotes, normal people, because Uh celebrities are people too, like tentatively embrace. There was um, a mango collection that was uh, like a collaboration with Camille Charrier that came out over the winter, a party collection that included a number of sheer dresses and... You know, her proposition was, well, why don't you wear these with a thong? Because mm-hmm. she's worn that on the red carpet. And a Didn't lot of people she did. To her wedding? She actually wore a thong under a lace wedding dress. Yes. And she looked fantastic. Yeah, she amazing. can do whatever she wants. Would you ever? No, is the answer. But I just want to get into this a bit more. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, very attractive, ideal body shaped famous girl goes out onto the red carpet or wherever out into town wearing this look and it's seen as sexy. I think it's great that people have the freedom to show off their body shapes, but I don't think all body shapes are welcome in this space. 
Yes. I mean, it, it's definitely an area where thin privilege is right. at, at play, for sure. And also, I mean, there's something about when you're wearing a sheer dress that shows your thong, you have to be comfortable with everyone seeing you everywhere. Like Exactly. You have to have a body that you are really 100% happy with. Like a high-def body. And who really has that? But I mean, I think like like the exposed thong trend is different from thongs in general. Like I was shocked when my friend told me that she wore a thong every day even to go running. Because that's because you're thinking about comfort, not exposure. Exactly. That's like and she's doing that not for anyone to see. It's just it's just her preference. And that's fine. I mean, I find it kind of mystifying because I don't find them to be <laughs> yeah. the most comfortable garments. I but I do wear them. Don't always Are you them. wearing one today? No, I'm wearing big pants today. I'm wearing a thong today in honor of no. this recording. I know. Very out of character. I thought you hated them. I hate them. I hate them. The I wh- you it's do almost for like girls. it's like stunt journalism. Like <laughs> I don't understand why anyone would wear a thong unless someone else really wanted you to. And yet I'm wearing one today. And can I tell you, Kate, my butt is cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's March. You're wearing a thong. <laughs> what did you expect? I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I do own them. I I think there's a place for them. They're not the biggest feature in my underwear drawer, but I think I think there's there's room for a little thong. Which side of the thong divide do you stand on? Let us know. Find our social handles in the show notes and tell us what you think. And please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Next week, break out your measuring tape. We're going bra fitting. Hello Girls was written and presented by Emily Cronin and Kate Finnegan. The producer was Kasia Tomashevich with music and audio production by me, Jade Bailey. The group editor is Andrew Harrison, with artwork by James Parrott. Hello Girls is a Podmasters production.